0: This is a GRDC podcast. For many areas on the East Coast, it's been a wet summer. Wheat growers are looking to a promising season ahead, though it's not without risk. Following widespread distribution of stripe rust in 2020 and 2021, Growers are being encouraged to carefully consider their variety selection and have appropriate management strategies in place now to reduce its impact. I'm Hilary Sims, and in today's podcast, I'm joined by two cereal rust experts, Dr. Grant Holloway from Agriculture Victoria and Professor Robert Park from the University of Sydney. They have all the details on the latest variety disease ratings and recommendations to help growers make informed stripe rust management decisions this season. To start off, Dr Grant Holloway sets the scene on what we can expect for 2022.
1: The stripe rust risk going into the 2022 season in Eastern Australia is much higher than it's been in recent years. This is because of a combination of factors. The first being much higher levels of stripe rust across Eastern Australia last year, and then combined with significant summer rainfall across many parts of eastern Australia, enabling volunteer cereals to grow on a large scale, which support the survival of rust from one year to the next. Rust can only survive on living plant material, so when we have lots of volunteers growing, we get a lot more rust carrying over from the end of last year into the start of this growing season. Rust on volunteers results in earlier epidemics, and the earlier that we see a rust epidemic in a crop relates to the amount of loss that that can cause. So early epidemics are much more devastating to crops than a late epidemic.
0: So Grant, what should people be considering now ahead of the 2022 season?
1: Yeah, now is the time for growers to understand uh, the risk that they have with the varieties that they're planning on planting and by understanding that risk they can make some plans to protect varieties that may be vulnerable. If they're not able to reduce their exposure to a high-risk variety, they can look at initially doing some fungicide control at the time of planting through either seed treatments or fungicides applied to fertiliser. We know these early interventions for stripe rust Uh, can be very beneficial in years like this when we anticipate the risk from stripe rust will be very high.
0: To help make informed variety selection decisions, NVT Online has just updated its stripe rust disease ratings based on the pathogens present in the environment in 2021. In terms of knowing which variety to pick, Professor Robert Park says wherever possible, growers should try to cultivate wheats that have a moderately resistant or resistant rating at
2: best. Because of the the wet season last year, we've had a very good review on cultivar responses and some of them have actually changed from what they were in 2020 as a result of that. So I would highly recommend that people consult the NVT website to look at those updated ratings
0: There's a lot of information on the NVT website for disease ratings. How do you recommend people get the most out of the platform?
2: Yeah, look, I think there's two things there. So one is that I think people should be looking at the worst case scenario when they're looking at those ratings. So this is, you know, it may be that a particular pathotype is not that common, but I think it's best to plan for the worst and hope for the best. So taking the worst possible rating, I think is the most conservative way to go. So that's something that can be done in the lead up to a season or preparing for the future. Once you're actually in a season, we are plotting the the distribution of the an occurrence of these pathotypes, and we have on, on our website here at the University of Sydney's Plant Breeding Institute, a map where, that we update weekly that shows the distribution of those pathotypes, and that information can be quite useful if a in an example where a, a variety is being grown that is, for example, resistant to the 239 pathotype but susceptible to the 198 pathotype. In looking at those, the distribution of the pathotypes, if the one that's more dangerous is not present to any great extent, then I suppose there's less of a imperative to actually spray a crop. If it is present in the area, then it shows there's potentially some vulnerability, the risk is higher, and then growers can consider the need to actually apply chemicals.
0: The updated disease ratings on the MVT website are based on the 2021 season. Robert, can you please just recap for us the pathotypes and the disease response we saw in 2021 and the potential impacts for 2022?
2: So I think there was quite a few people were surprised in 2021 with with stripe rust. The situation changed quite a bit from 2020 to 2021, particularly in terms of varieties like Vixen and Rockstar. Their response... um, really declined in 2021. They, they were more susceptible to stripe rust in 2021. And that was a direct consequence of a change in the frequency of the two pathotypes of stripe rust we're dealing with, the 198 and the 239. I don't expect that that's going to change in 2022. So I would imagine that the situation in 2022 is probably going to be much like 2021 in terms of varietal response What we might see this year that's different from last year is earlier epidemic onset and higher disease pressure than what people saw in 2021. But I don't think varietal responses are going to change too much, provided we don't have further changes in the pathotypes of stripe rust that are out there.
0: So variety selection is key. What other management options should people be considering looking ahead to the coming season?
2: So the threat this year, the the concern this year, is that we're going to get that early disease onset as a result of the wet summer we've just had because of the green bridge. So it's very important that the green bridge is monitored, potential green bridging from now until when people are sowing, that that is monitored and destroyed at least four weeks before sowing, two to four weeks before sowing. And also, if there continues to be a high risk of rust and people are growing moderately susceptible varieties, then they should be considering using seed dressings.
0: Robert, you just mentioned monitoring the green bridge. What about monitoring in-crop, crop crop surveillance?
2: Yeah, well, in terms of uh, rust surveillance, I suppose the challenging thing is very early in the season, there's typically not much about. So it's hard to find. But I think if you see rust in a crop, you'll know it's rust. It's very, very distinctive in in the way it appears. You can take a, a white tissue, for example, touch it on the disease. And if that tissue has a yellow or brown powder on it, you've got rust. If it's found, if the rust is found, then it's very, very important that samples are sent to us here at the Plant Breeding Institute. We take those samples, we apply them to living plants Best case scenario, within two weeks, we can tell you what the pathotype is. That can help with in-crop spraying decisions, but it's also really, really important to look at the global picture, what's going on around the country and what pathotypes are where. So it contributes to a larger data set that's really important in forming the industry at, a, let's say, a larger scale in knowing what's where.
0: So after such a big year for stripe rust in 2021, What's your data set saying around the yield impacts from that or what we know about stripe rust impact on yield generally?
2: Yeah, look, the um, yield impact's an interesting question. In in an absolute worst-case scenario with stripe rust, unprotected, Highly susceptible variety, you could be looking at a 60 to 70% yield loss. We don't really see that in Australia because all of our varieties have at least a level of resistance. So that, that is an absolute worst case scenario. When you're getting into the varieties that are sort of in the MRMS category, you're coming down to maybe 15 to 20% yield loss possibly a little bit higher in really, really bad situations. But I think the the important thing is that if a variety is rated as an MR variety or even MRMS, it may have a little bit of stripe rust in it. That's not necessarily going to lead to yield loss. So farmers shouldn't panic if they're growing a variety that, that is rated as being quite resistant if they see a small amount of stripe rust. The only caveat I would put on that is that If you do see a small amount of stripe rust, it could mean, it probably won't, but it could mean that we have a new pathotype. And if we do, that could change the response of the variety completely. And that, again, is why we need these samples of of rust sent in for pathotype analysis.
0: Robert, the focus of this podcast is very much on stripe rust, but is there anything else you'd like to mention about rust while we're on the topic? Uh,
2: I think it's also worth mentioning leaf rust of wheat, This is a disease that's not been really common in eastern Australia for for quite a few years now. We've had good resistance, but we do have some pathotypes out there that are virulent on a resistance gene known as LR24. And LR24 occurs in, in some varieties like Lancer, which is quite popular in the north. And if that virulence in the pathogen increases substantially in frequency, then we may expect problems with leaf rust in varieties such as lancer. So that's certainly one to watch, leaf rust in in wheat. The other one that I would just touch on briefly is stripe rust in barley. Now, I don't want to alarm people unduly with this. We don't expect there to be a problem with stripe rust in barley. We're very lucky that our barleys have good resistance to stripe rust in Australia. But we do know from our overseas testing that they are vulnerable to a specialised form of stripe rust that infects barley, that is specialised to barley. Luckily, we don't have that in Australia. But what I did find last year in analysing samples of stripe rust that came from wild barley grass and also from a a handful of barley crops was a new variant of a stripe rust we call barley grass stripe rust that has increased ability to infect barley. So the implications of that, I don't believe are going to be great in the shorter term. Our varieties are resistant to that. And again, that's a good endorsement of doing the pathotype analysis. We find these things, we're able to assess their impact. There's no need to panic, but if we get future changes in that pathogen, we're not too sure what implication there might be. So there is some need for some awareness around that, I think, without people being unduly worried.
0: 2022 is certainly shaping up to be a high-risk year for rust, though appropriate variety selection, green bridge management and an effective fungicide strategy will go a long way in keeping disease out of the paddock. For those looking for more support tools to get the upper hand on this disease, Dr Grant Holloway has a suggestion.
1: To assist with the in-crop control of stripe rust, there is a decision support tool available for iPads and tablets, and this is called the StripeRust WM app, and it's available for free from Google Play and the Apple Store. And this is a tool that uh, growers and their advisors can use to help with making a decision around if and when a fungicide should be applied during the season. That decision as to if and when to apply a fungicide can often be quite challenging during a season, and part of this is because a low level of rust early in the season needs very timely control but that same amount of rust late in the season may not require any control at all so the decisions to control stripe rust change as the season progresses.
0: Grant looking ahead what are your key take-home messages for growers
1: most important thing for growers is to understand that there will be a higher risk of cereal rust this year they need to look at the varieties that they're planning on growing and and how they are likely to react to rust by using a current serial disease guide or the disease ratings present on the NVT's website. Very important that they're using a current guide because ratings are updated annually based on the pathotypes that are out there. And then when they understand the risk posed with the varieties that they're planning on growing is to make sure they've got a plan to manage the rust risk this season.
0: was Dr. Grant Holloway from Agriculture Victoria. And speaking before him was Professor Robert Park from the University of Sydney. A link to the 2022 NVT Disease Ratings webpage and other resources and services mentioned in this podcast can be found in the description box. I'm Hilary Sims. Thanks for listening.